0: Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi.
1: Shouldn't it be All Things Kenobi? Hmm. Hello there, my space twin. Hello there. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. My
1: name's Leanne. And my name is Lauren.
0: And this is Most Things Kenobi, episode two. Hell
1: yeah. It's happening. It's so exciting.
0: <laughs> it's happening. Most Things Kenobi has an episode two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: it's going to be a good one.
1: Oh my God, it's going to be great. I'm so excited about this one. I've been really excited.
0: I mean, we've already talked about this, but I've been excited to, to do this episode since we mentioned it. So
1: it's been like the best homework I could ever have asked for. <laughs> watching Clone Wars again just instantly puts me in a good mood. Can't help it.
0: Yes, and especially watching your favorite moments and
1: trying to whittle them down. Hardest task ever. It's like asking uh, who's your favorite child. It's like impossible to choose. Impossible.
0: Impossible.
1: Although I'm sure people have favorite children, right? That's a thing.
0: I guess. We're both childless at the current moment. This is true.
1: My favorite child is my dog. And my cat, who's lurking somewhere. A delightful cat. He's lovely. Thank you. All right, guys, let's get started here. We want to start out by thanking once again the amazing James Arnold Taylor, who is the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi on the Clone Wars. He recorded our intro for us, which we still can't believe. It's kind of amazing.
0: Still amazing
1: to me. He's a fantastic person. So please go follow him on social media and tell him uh, thanks for doing the intro to Most Things Kenobi. It's awesome.
0: MTK sent Sent you there to say thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, thank you, James Arnold Taylor. Amazing man, amazing character all around. Yes,
1: fantastic.
0: So, today on Most Things Kenobi, we are discussing our top five favorite moments in the entire, every season, every episode within the Clone Wars. Now, this is tough. This has been tough. We've done our research. Some came to mind immediately for me, and then I was like, "No, no, no!" There are moments that moved me the first time I saw *Clone Wars*, or the moment that I'm going to refer to. But I also have honorable mentions because <laughs> I felt terrible not including them somewhere.
1: Yeah, same. So, oh my God. Okay, great. Yeah. See, space twins. Mm-hmm. It was like my <laughs> list was so long that I I, I agonized <laughs> over it. It was painful which I don't know what that says about me, but it, I think it's a pretty pretty committed fan. that <laughs> I feel physical pain picking my favorite moments.
0: I truly think we're in good company. I think if we asked everyone listening today to write down their top five favorite moments, we're not talking just episodes. Some of these might be entire episodes. Some of these might be just flickers in time. But if they had to whittle down five, I know for a fact you guys would have trouble. I know for a fact. It's difficult. It's more difficult than you think. Oh, my God, it is. At least is. it was for me. Yes,
1: absolutely. It was. Because, like you said, like, favorites come to mind, of course, right away. But then as I started just revisiting the episode lists, it was like, oh, and then there's that and yeah. that and, like, little moments that you forget. And I'm sure even with this insanely long list that I started out with, I'm missing stuff off of it. I'm sure there's there's favorite moments that I've I've forgotten about because... You know, there's, that's what makes the show so good. There's little buried Absolutely. gems in like every single episode.
0: Yes. And everybody views it just a, a little bit different, mm-hmm. just slightly different. Yeah. So something I see in a moment or in an episode may not be the same thing that you catch. Exactly. And I know that you and I, you and I have had watch parties together and we've both <laughs> commented on completely different things in the in certain scenes. And it's like, oh my gosh, I never noticed that. Yeah. Until one of us told each other, which is, I think, is fantastic. I'm telling you. I
1: still am sad that Netflix party disappeared because that was one of my favorite things. Was watching. Well, I guess Clone Wars isn't on Netflix anymore. It's on Disney Plus. No, but but...
0: prior to Disney Plus, that's what we had. Yeah,
1: back in the olden times, children. Back
0: in the olden days. (laughs) What are the kids calling it now? Disney Plus. It's lit. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Lit to me is literature, and it is. Because I'm old. Okay, moving on. Okay.
0: <laughs> on, to the, on to the top five. My number five. Anakin force choking Poggle. This is season two, Brain Invaders. When I first saw that scene, and it has that flicker of the Darth Vader music, that feel yes. of darkness. It was yes. one of the first moments where Anakin truly just... Had had it, mm-hmm. and said, I, "I'm going in, and I'm going to force choke this dude, and get the information that all these
1: other Jedi aren't getting." I this. and he got scene. the job done. Oh my god! And, and
0: it's fantastic—the angle, the anger in Matt Lanter's voice—is perfect. It's perfect.
1: Matt Lanter is so talented. Just throwing that out can, there. We're gonna. Can we just <laughs> have a moment for Matt Lanter, please? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Seriously, you, you brought Anakin to life in a totally new way for me. It was amazing.
0: You gave him layers that I always wanted with that character. I knew he always had, and you brought them to life. So thank you, Matt Lanter, for, yes. for being the Anakin that we love.
1: That is such a good moment. Again, like as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> oh.
0: I just remember the first time I ever. Ever saw it. Like, and I watched the seasons in order, right? And the episodes Mm -hmm. in order. And I just, I slid to the edge of my couch and I was like, no shit. They went there. Little did I know that they would continue to go there as the seasons progressed. But like, that was the first time I was like, wow.
1: Love it. It's such good. Because it's dark. It is. Oh, and I love it. (laughs) I do too. I love when the show goes dark because it's like a quote unquote kid's show. But it's really not. It's for Star Wars fans. Not just children that's right how about you my number five yes my number five is uh (laughs) i have to include an ObT moment because of course people on tumblr would kill me if i did (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) so my favorite or my number five for me is when obi-wan says had you said the word i would have left the jedi order in season two That is in the episode called Voyage of Temptation.
0: Honestly, a huge gasp moment.
1: Seriously. And that's why I love that moment, because it's such a surprising confession from that particular character. You know, a
0: man who's so restrained, mm -hmm. a man who lives by the code, Mm -hmm. admits to loving someone openly it's it's a huge moment and
1: it's delivered perfectly oh my god it's so good it's such a goosebumps moment but yeah um the thing that like i really get out of that moment is it gives me a lot to speculate about as a fan because it's kind of vague you know it's like a huge confession but it doesn't explain why he said that and either that means the relationship he had with Satine was so meaningful that he was willing to walk away from something that he'd sworn an oath to, or he didn't used to be so restricted and stringent in his beliefs, and that happened after that relationship with Satine, which means that something bad happened there. Whether it's, That's a great point. Whether it's either or both, it gives me a lot to think about and that's kind of why i wrote my fanfic about that time period
0: i was just thinking about it <laughs> i was just thinking about that <laughs> because it's I was like, like now i know where this came from <laughs>
1: yeah it's like why what would make that character in particular be willing to walk away from something that defined his life that's yes interesting to me i think that's and fascinating and the only
0: person present in that scene that knows is satine and she ain't telling right. so
1: None of us know. So hey, I know. Dave Filoni make a mini series about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, please. Could you please? It would be please. so cool. And like imagine James Arnold Taylor and Anna Graves oh, yeah. playing the those characters. Oh.
0: Oh, they amazing. would have an amazingly fun time. Would they not? They
1: would cuz they're friends in real life and it just shows in their performance. It just I think it's great. That yeah. would be awesome. Plus I you can make agree. make more money for Disney. Yes. <laughs> Right? Yeah. (laughs) Number four.
0: Number four moment. What have you got? Okay, so let's take a trip to Kadavo, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) I love the entire arc. Oh, same. But I bet you, you know exactly what I'm about to say. I do. I
1: know which one this is going to be. I'm so
0: sorry. Look, (laughs) there are multiple moments for all characters through that entire arc. That entire arc is brilliant. However, I want to know, Filoni, please, fle- please, Lanter, <laughs> if you know, chime in. If anybody knows the answer to this question, my top, my number four moment. When Anakin whispers in the ear of the queen, what the hell does that man say that makes her and a bird blush?
1: <laughs> the poor little innocent bird overheard whatever that was. The
0: poor innocent bird nearly swooned over anakin skywalker whispering something to this queen that he's trying to schmooze right i gotta know i love that moment because you don't get a lot of i'll say it sexual moments yeah i was gonna say anakin or padme yeah you don't get a from lot from anybody
1: like- the show is like very non-sexual in a way <laughs>
0: I mean, understandably so. There's little tiny, minuscule moments, and we found them all. Trust us. Yes, we did. But... We looked hard. <laughs> Not a lie. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, these are the parents Anakin and Padme are the parents of Luke and Leia, okay? So, uh, what did this man whisper to this queen? I gotta know. When I saw that, I have rewatched that only because I just love the reactions of Ahsoka. The queen, the bird, and the only one who's stone cold is Anakin. So he had to have been fairly confident in what he was whispering to the queen.
1: Yeah, he's playing it smooth. He was very sure of himself. (laughs) From the very beginning of that episode, even, he knew.
0: Anakin's a former slave, but he put that slaver outfit on like he owned that shit. Now, the reason I love the Kadavo arc is A, Rex, and, and Kenobi are literally love it paying for this right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: ahsoka is in her own way but anakin is faced with something that he's lived through can you imagine being on the other side and seeing these slavers these these tyrants you know so i love all of it and he gives the two finger salute which is a nod to luke luke i love any mirroring moments of
1: like father and son father and daughter you know yeah i do too There's so many great moments like that in Clone Wars. But this, yeah, this arc in particular, nobody has a good time. No. Like, everybody is faced with all kinds of demons, and each one is, like, personal to that person. I just saw something recently on Tumblr where people were talking about how Rex is kind of a slave to the Republic. And they never have him comment on anything. He just kind of, like, goes through that episode silently trying to help basically obi-wan is kind of yeah. with obi-wan the whole time but that's it yeah it's a great arc i love that one okay well my number four is obi-wan fighting off the mandalorian assassin on coruscant during the duchess of mandalore episode in season two i re-watch this often <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great
1: well and it's so much more than just like obi-wan kicking ass and taking names which i love always but like i don't particularly love that episode it's kind of like political and i find the like stuff about the senate Mm -hmm. less interesting not that it's not interesting i just find this moment in particular like amazing i love the sound in that that part and so when the when the explosion goes off there's this high pitched tone that comes in and, like, we reduce the sound. Everything gets muffled around us. So, like, we're experiencing the the disorientation yes. that the characters are experiencing. And then you hear, like, a screaming in the background. And then everything ramps back up and comes to full speed and full sound as Obi-Wan, like, whips out the lightsaber and goes to protect the teen. And I just think it's, this is a kid's show, man. And, like, this cartoon, like, a moment like this is what moves the show into something cinematic yes yes and it's a thousand times yes it's so ex- um it's so exceptional it's mm-hmm. so entertaining too yes
0: it's great to watch it, it's it we're experiencing it it's not just watching it you're experiencing it as if you're basically there with the, ca- the characters exactly and it's the attention to detail that makes a moment like that more than just you know another scene in
1: the episode
0: so, right. yeah, that's they fantastic. They
1: use this technique that makes the tension very satisfying mm-hmm. as a person watching it. Because we know that these characters survive. At least Obi-Wan does. Yeah, Satine, no. sorry. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like we know these characters survive because obviously this takes place between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So we know the main characters survive. But to effectively add tension, even for characters that we know survive, I think that's really good storytelling. And the other thing I love about this moment is that Obi-Wan basically is a bar brawler. (laughs) He just like, does these haymaker punches. (laughs) Like, I want to see the day at Jedi school where Padawans are taught (laughs) to box and punch people like this because you know there's elegant lightsaber training and then there's the day where you learn to like break up a bar
0: fight it's so good great (laughs) great episode great moment
1: i love it number
0: three my third favorite moment in clone wars comes in season five i'm gonna seem so biased every single one of these has been anakin so far but i swear i'm not i'm I'm not biased, but it's in the wrong Jedi. The very last episode, Ahsoka walks away, right? But prior to that, the fight with Barris. Oh yeah. And him leading her into basically Ahsoka's trial, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: there's a moment in time when, and I I love this moment. It's so poignant when Anakin looks at Ahsoka and basically says, and this is an animators, this is an animation, the eyes of an animation that says. I always believed it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. And he you know, you get that fight with Barris, it's fantastic. Um you really see Anakin's prowess with the the two lightsabers then just one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then you get the 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 impact of Barris saying stuff that we as a viewer know becomes true, right? At least slices of what she says is very true about the Jedi, the Republic, the council, the extremism that they didn't see or chose to not see and you can't help but notice like it's a great moment for Anakin but it's also something that's going to cause like it's the seed that has already been planted well before Barris says anything of what will change him but the look he gives Ahsoka is so hopeful mm-hmm. and then the very next scene she leaves and it's
1: just like I love everything about all of that. So it's one of my favorite moments. It's those pain moments that we love, you know? And yeah, I think that that in particular is so fascinating because Anakin already had those feelings. They become like really apparent in the Reiko Hardeen arc where he's starting to feel oh. really betrayed. And it's like he's already got the doubts, but he's still fighting Barris. And trying to be the Jedi, even though he feels a lot of the things that she's feeling. You know, so that's a lot of great irony. And then he has to watch his own people
0: forsake Ahsoka. And then Ahsoka turn her back on it. Something that he he wants to do, but he feels like he can't do. He's, he's caught. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, we know how that turns out. But there's so much strife there. And then it just turns when ahsoka walks away and 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 the hope the hope that is there when he brings barris and has her confession and it's just oh star wars tearing the heart out of us
1: i know every single time never allowed a fully happy ending we're just not really there's always something to poke a hole in your delicate heart
0: Yes, and that did it, and I love that moment.
1: Oh my god, that episode, I we should do an episode of our podcast where we talk about moments in the Clone Wars that make us cry. Oh, well, we'll be here. Yeah. Folks, it's a three-part arc of our own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that episode with Ahsoka is on everybody's crying list. Absolutely. Good choice. That's a really good choice. My number three is landing at point rain in season two yes particularly the last bit but like pretty much all the parts yeah like you i'm biased all my parts are with obi-wan pretty much well Uh, that's how you and i balance each other out that's right i mean this is most things kenobi it is it is it is (laughs) um yeah that episode was a real turning point for me as a fan i was watching clone wars casually until that particular episode and then after that i became like a rabid obsessed like couldn't stop binge watching and rightfully so it was so good and like i liked obi-wan before they like there were things in season one that made me like him quite a bit there was things that were funny and endearing but this episode was the first time we we like faced real peril like when his ship goes down and the way bad news it's really bad, and he even has response like a reaction that we're not used to when he says "brace yourselves." Like he knows mm-hmm. it's going to be bad, mm-hmm. and there's never been that kind of real danger. I don't think in an episode, maybe with Plocoon in the second oh, episode. Oh well, he's like yes, abandoned <laughs> in in space, but yes, whatever, <laughs> breezing yeah. past that. We, we- <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Mad love for Plo Koon here. Oh my god, I love <laughs> no, him. He's for real, great. though.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously, he's a. He is basically Gandalf. <laughs> and Dave Filoni's favorite, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If Filoni <laughs> loves it, I love it. Amen. Um, also, just the way that crash scene in particular is filmed, it's like uh, it still gives me chills, even though I've watched it over and over because the pacing and the timing is so perfect. And again, that's the thing that moves the show, the details like that, that move the show from being entertaining to cinematic. It is, it is done with like intention and precision, and it is so satisfying for the audience. The sounds of the gunships mixed with
0: the fire that the, The laser fire that's coming at them and you hear them like the ship swaying and as they're coming down it's it's great it's
1: great yeah it's so good and then obviously the crash but then after that like the scene where the troops kind of it's getting really dire and they think they're going to get overrun by the Geonosians and the troops circle up and circle in around Obi-Wan and even though he's like very badly injured he stands up lights his lightsaber and he's like ready to fight to the death with his men and that was when I was like okay new favorite character that's it I'm destroyed he's my favorite this this moment fantastic I I can't say enough good things about that singular scene oh it's got it's like one of my favorites ever and I will point out I just have a little note here Obi-Wan is one of the only characters you see bleed that's and true. That's the, he's got these scratches on his face. Oh, I
0: remember the scratches.
1: Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's not many other characters. I don't think there's... I can't think of any other character that bleeds on the show. I'm sure someone will know if I'm wrong. <laughs> if they do,
0: they don't look as good as Obi-Wan did. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it. Hands that's down. Handsome scratches on his face. <laughs> Just perfectly placed across the cheek. Yeah. You know, across the neck and cheek. All right, we've, we've got two two
1: left. This is good shit, man. I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm getting excited the more... <laughs> I know. I'm, like, getting warm here. <laughs>
0: so, number two for me.
1: The entire arc,
0: but the sequence of Anakin at, at uh, Mortis. When the flashes of what we know come true mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. When I first saw that, I had... Immediate tears moved. I mean, straight moved by that scene because, you know, every single thing comes true.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He's seeing it, not believing it. And you almost feel agony for this character because, you know, it's coming. Not often are characters confronted. Now, obviously, this has to do with the sequence in which you watch Star Wars, right? You see episode. What is this? Yeah. Four, five, six. Then the prequels, Clone Wars sequels, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what happens. And then you see this, all of the, the Clone Wars moments that lead up to it, basically uh, up to Revenge of the Sith. And then what happens? So I thought that it was a moving scene. It was the, again, Matt Lanter with the agony in his voice, the pain, the don't, I don't want to see it. Don't tell me this happens, you know, cause like. If that were me, and mm-hmm. I were seeing something that was to come true, that was that horrific, right? Everyone you love, gone. Everyone, you're killing younglings. You're, you're, you're just a whole planet. Long live Alderaan. But, I mean, <laughs> R.I.P. Too soon?
1: Too soon. R.I.P. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. It is too soon for Alderaan and for Satine. I still... I cry, I cry for both,
0: but that sequence where he's confronted and he and he rubs his eyes and he doesn't want to see it it's it's one of the best things I've seen, yeah I mean come and- from any animated show that I've ever seen. it's great, it's fantastic it was it was treated with the respect it deserved. the entire arc is fascinating from all three characters' perspectives
1: so intense and sad it's so sad it's I always as hell how heartbreaking that arc is until I rewatch it and then it's like oh my god you come away feeling just crushed yeah you're like empty mm-hmm. you know but the Lanter's voice too when he says I will do so many terrible things it's
0: oh. it's perfection
1: it is it's it gets what me I want. every time yeah mm-hmm. it's
0: great god oh I would love to ask Matt Lanter like how did he prepare for that scene uh, you know or any of those like gut-wrenching scenes you know, mm-hmm. that require a lot from a voice actor. I, I would love to pick his brain and just know, like, what was he thinking? How did he do it? How many takes did it take? You know, stuff like technical stuff. But it, it's well, great.
1: yeah. Well, and, the, like, voice actors cannot rely at all on their physical acting. It's all vocal inflection. And it's so challenging. You have to have such control and know where your levels are, Truly. you know, like your emotional levels are and how to convey that vocally. That's very difficult.
0: I I don't know how they do it, but I a million kudos.
1: Matt Lanter, we would like to invite you on (laughs) the show. (laughs) We have questions.
0: We have multi (laughs) I have multiple questions, clearly. Just from this episode I have multiple questions. But anyway.
1: Yeah. Please message us if you're interested. (laughs) Really? I would just love (laughs) to know. Yeah, that's such a great... And I love how they do the outline of Vader behind him. Oh, yeah! Oh,
0: Oh, I didn't even touch on that. The visuals. Mm. I've been focusing on just like the emotional and the the
1: auditory, but the visuals too. It's just... It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. And so much of Clone Wars, the animations are just stunning. It's beautiful art, if nothing else. And really the show is more art to me. I think so. (laughs) I think so. It's just really entertaining art. It's good that it's yeah, entertaining, but yeah. it's it is visually, everything about it, honestly. It's not just yeah. visually beautiful. The music is beautiful. Everything's yes. beautiful. Yes. Okay. My number two is the entire episode, Revenge, in oh. season four.
0: Oh, I knew this was going to be on your list. I knew was, this was going to be on your list.
1: It was a squeaker for number one, but there's one thing say, above it. I'm surprised it. it's not number one. This episode is, first of all, it's dedicated to Kurosawa, which is freaking amazing. Absolutely. But, okay, everything about this episode. I just want to start by saying Sam Witwer is a fucking genius. Holy we need fuck. to
0: have an entire Sam Witwer dedication episode. Yes, because we do. We can't cover all the reasons why we love him and appreciate him for who he is as a human being, a voice actor, and an, like a non-voice actor.
1: So And a Star, Wars, a Star like, Wars encyclopedia. My God, he's a geek like us. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> he has so much insight and information, especially since he got to pick Dave Filoni's brain. I know.
0: A font of information that would be entertaining as hell to hear. <laughs> oh my
1: God, He's so fascinating. He did a great interview with James Arnold Taylor on his show Clone Wars Conversations, where they talk for two episodes about... All sorts of awesome Star Wars stuff. It's really fascinating. Yes. I would highly recommend a oh, yes. listen to that. Because Sam is super, super into Star Wars lore and philosophy. And his favorite character is Luke, so we have Oh my gosh. A bond there, which I love. So anyway, Revenge. This episode has such a great cast of characters because it's Maul, who is mm-hmm. freaking brilliant, mm-hmm. Savage, Ventress. Yes, love Ventress, and then Obi-Wan all together. All together, and it's a mess. so good. (laughs) It's It's so so satisfying. Oh, and Mother Talzin is in there, too. First of all, no other Jedi gets this stuffing beat out of him. That man
0: takes a beating so often. Like, often.
1: Really often. The Kadavo arc. He's a damn punching bag. Oh, my God. Seriously, the entire arc. uh, Yeah, he gets... Gets his face kicked in a lot, it's terrible, and they're always grabbing it in such an angled way. way. Well, I can't be mad about that because <laughs> no. it's amazing, highlights
0: how wonderful Obi-Wan <laughs> is. But damn,
1: <laughs> yeah, damn, it's but like the yeah, his poor face. Give it, let the man rest. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> let the man take a nap and stop grabbing For his face. Real. <laughs> <laughs> So I, the lighting and the cinematography of this episode is somewhere between like a horror and a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Like the visuals are so great. But I also love like there are two snorky comments in this episode that I'm just like, what? <laughs> why, why now? Yes. <laughs> but also, yes, thank you. Give me more. When he says... You know, when I cut you in half, I should have aimed for your neck instead. The snark never stops. And it's so inappropriate. It's not Jedi at all, but it's so good. And then when he says, I like your new legs, they make you look taller. Who Who wrote that line? <laughs> I don't know.
0: But it's brilliant.
1: Give them an Academy Award,
0: because that was freaking brilliant. Let me tell you something. He could have his face smashed, punched, ribs... <laughs> Kicked in the stomach. The man will not stop the snark. And it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's still got a line. That's why we love Obi-Wan. He's got a line for everything. He does.
0: And really, those legs did make Maul look taller. So, I mean, facts are facts. Kind of like
1: a metal chicken, but still tall. For real. (laughs) (laughs) And I noticed that when re-watching the scene, Maul is very genuinely angry. Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan, every time he's snarky, Maul gets even angrier. It's like it's the less Obi-Wan takes it seriously, the more Maul is like, I'm going to just kill you. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it's you know,
0: deep down, Obi-Wan is thinking, this is fun for me, too. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like the only power he has in the moment True. because he's physically got no power. And that line that Maul says that he's going to keep Obi-Wan awake to feel every single cut. I'm just like, not a kid's show again. Kid show. Kid show. <laughs> Such a great line. Like, it's a really great moment because I remember watching that episode and literally, like what you said on the edge of mm-hmm. my couch, like, what mm-hmm. am I watching? This is not a kid show. It's so good, but it's, it's so scary.
0: <laughs> There's a lot going on there, but it's fantastic how it all comes together.
1: Yeah. And like, again, it doesn't matter how many times I watch this episode. It, it always gets me nervous because it's so well made that it brings that emotion up every time. And Obi-Wan with a red lightsaber. Sith Obi-Wan. That's right. The only time we're ever going to see that, pretty much. Right, right. No, but
0: it was... Yeah, red's not his color, as he said.
1: No, but it looks good on him. (laughs) But dang. And then I love, love, love the line where Maul taunts Obi-Wan about Qui-Gon's death. Oh, yeah.
0: And he said... You don't go there.
1: No. And it's it's kind of what we all want to know, though. It's like, what is obi-wan's reaction what's his emotions about it he won't ever talk about it and apparently i've heard that there was a line written where after maul says how did that make you feel obi-wan obi-wan says uh don't you dare even speak his name like don't even mention qui-gon's name but i think what i heard was i think i heard filoni say this they took the line out because they thought it didn't sound in character for obi-wan
0: well it's certainly what he was feeling yeah. And I could, I could definitely say that his character would be thinking that. Don't you dare even,
1: yeah. Because you see the rage in his face, which is very not common for Obi Wan. Right. You never really see anger except when he's in front of Maul. He gets angry yeah. several times. Well,
0: it's he's a constant reminder of what happened,
1: right? Maybe even feelings of failure or oh yeah, who knows? Yeah. But that's my number two fantastic. And I watch it so many times, it's pathetic. But <laughs> if it was a VHS tape, it would have a crease in it every, <laughs> for all the time,
0: like my old episode four, five, and six. Is they're all
1: <laughs> banged up VHS. I have the exact same, the original VHS before any of the edits are added. And yes, mine are definitely creased for all the rewinds. Yes.
0: My God, A New Hope is just worn. I would love to know what my parents did with that, but that's another that's another <laughs> topic. I would love to see those again, wherever they're at. In the attic yeah. somewhere, I'm sure. I don't have them. Good
1: stuff. Last week, we asked our listeners, have you made any new friendships or relationships as a result of Star Wars? Or have any of your friendships or relationships grown deeper as a result of Star Wars? the lovely pinmaster lady over on instagram kindly sent me a response to this question they said the past year has been the epitome of star wars and friends and people i never would have met had it not been for our mutual love of these galactic space wizards i was never fond of the idea of internet friends and i couldn't comprehend how one could be so close to someone they'd never seen with their own two eyes but the distance from my friends seems like nothing now that I discovered what it's like to connect with people who share the same interests as you regardless of where they live. Not many of my real-life friends were into Star Wars like I was. But I'm grateful to have found my niche of Kenobi-loving, lightsaber-wielding besties who always send the greatest memes. Thank you so much for answering this question, Pin Master Lady. You make the most beautiful pins. Oh my good lord. People, if you have not followed her on Instagram, get over there and do it. Her Star Wars pins are some of the most beautiful pins I have ever seen. And she does beautiful artwork. Check out her Etsy store as well. She's got some incredible commission paintings on there. That concludes part one of our favorite Clone Wars episodes. To hear our number one moment, join us next week. And we'll have a huge list of honorable mentions because it's like picking your favorite child. This is impossible. We have to have the honorable mentions.
0: Thank you so much for joining us here on Most Things Kenobi, the podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. For your one-stop shop, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com.
1: So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you always.